If we had referees in our house, how often would that yellow flag go up? Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Todd, how's it going? It is good. As we record this, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, but as you listen to this on Thursday, it's uh, hashtag staying married day. I'm still trying to get traction on that. But uh, so <laughs> whatever the day it is, um, I hope you're having a good one. I hope that not only are you making your spouse feel loved and your children or did make your spouse feel loved and your children feel loved, you know, that you'll stay married. I spoke at a church this past Sunday and in Augusta, Georgia, it's just an amazing thing just to encourage people to stay married. Um, you know, and even if you've been married once or twice or three times, you know, I'm not talking about past. I'm talking about the present right now that just staying married People will say, is staring married the answer? I'm not sure it's the answer, but I think the answer is found in staying married. Because once that is broken, it seems like bad things happen or uh, it's hard to go back. Not impossible, but it's hard. So dad, stay married. Those who are listening who are, I know, I have guys who contact me all the time who are heartbroken that their marriages are broken. Don't give up hope. Just keep walking by faith. Continue to love your wife, even if she treats you like an enemy, because we're told to love our enemies. I don't pretend it's easy because it's really not easy, but you're not alone. You're not alone. Scott, do you have any, today's Valentine's Day, do you have any Valentine's Day plans? I am probably going to try and make it as uh, romantic and fun as possible for my wife. Uh, She's babysitting our grandson so that our daughter and son-in-law can go out. So, Right. And that's so wonderful. Yeah. It does be change fun. it. It changes like how we do. <laughs> we do love in our house. Yes. I'll probably you know, get it, some Chinese food takeout, you know. and That's we'll, awesome. I mean, really, and that's sometimes as good as it gets. And we're the same way. We're having everybody over for Valentine's Day, but we've, we've been in nonstop babysitting mode. <laughs> Ben and Rissa, um, Rissa's just been feeling lousy. She's got like about, I don't know, less than a month before she has another baby. And the baby's in like a position that's just super painful. And she's sick. And and so her kids just end up over at our house all the time. And we're watching Cohen last night. And uh, Debbie's going to a Valentine's thing because Rissa's sick taking her kids. And to a, like a little homeschool co-op they have. And it's just, it's just, I told my wife, so do you think we could go out one night this week? Like maybe Tuesday? She goes, even before it was out of my mouth, she was like, I told you we can't do it this week. You know, there's, uh, we've got stuff every single night. We've got basketball games and tournaments. We just can't do it. And I'm like, okay. So you're you like, well, maybe breakfast. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That I could, and she wouldn't do. That wouldn't count. She's, <laughs> she's she's a healthy eater, and she's like, "There's nothing I can do for breakfast." So you know that. 
I'm like, okay. And we can take a walk. How about that? <laughs> we'll no. squeeze it in at 11.30. Outside? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? And, that, and then we can go up to Mountain yeah. Bedford and, and take our shoes off. Georgie, are you kidding me? In my feet? <laughs> yeah, that's my bride. <laughs> so That's the so ideal anyway. date right there. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, but here's my big news, Scott. Yes. Um, I mean, above all those things and the Super Bowl and everything. So I went to this town in Augusta, Georgia, Evans, Georgia, and I drove there and I, I drove there Saturday and I drove back on Sunday. It was 800 miles one way. Uh, so in two days, Ooh. 1600 miles for an event. So did you drive the family man Ferrari? No, you don't have no. one of those yet. <laughs> no, so I just I'm driving, you know, and I really mean it's it's not a terrible drive. I left six in the morning, and you know, about seven o'clock I show up. You know, that's with stops and everything, so it's not that bad. And it was easy driving. Well, the last I don't know last fifty miles, I'm kind of because it's trying to skirt me around Atlanta, um, so I'm going through these smaller towns, and I stopped for gas in this small town i mean you know i maybe they had a a mcdonald's i don't even know if they had a mcdonald's but or a subway about the size of really the town that i live in and it's warm you know uh and i saw a guy in short sleeves so i get gas and i i i'm driving out of town and i'm looking around i'm just kind of admiring it's dark and i see the you know I'm, i like their plants so i see palm trees and i'm liking that and i see these lights in their town, they're lit up on the bushes. And I thought, oh, I wonder if those are LEDs, you know, wireless. And I, I'm these pondering all these things. And all of a sudden, I saw these flashing blue lights in the back of my, oh, no. in my rearview mirror. And I immediately pull over and I thought, ah, I'm sunk. Whatever I was doing, I know it was me. There's nobody else around. So I immediately, you know, get my start gathering my insurance card and my registration. And guy knocks on the window. He's a young policeman. He goes, uh, excuse me, sir, you were going, whatever he said, like 45 in a 25. Whoops. I said, oh, man, I am so sorry. I said, I just was looking around. I wasn't paying attention. He says, okay. And so he takes my stuff. And, you know, I feel like I'm under the the lights because these, these blue flashing lights. I mean, oh yeah, it, enough to cause a... Uh, uh, seizure. Uh, seizure. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, and it's just going on and on and on. And so he comes back and he goes, well, I'm going to cut you some slack. He goes, I'm only going to put it 10 miles over because at 20 miles over, he goes, it could be a 400 plus dollar fine. And I could take you to jail. And I'm like, wow. Well, I am really glad you're not. Cause I'm speaking at a church tomorrow morning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so heard that I one was, before. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and so he gives me a little paper ticket and he tells me how to pay for it. And, and he closes by saying, have a blessed day. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Okay. Like sticking you the know. knife in and twisting, you know, <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, so then, then the last 40 or miles or so I drive about 10 miles an hour all the way there because I'm just scared, you know? Cause it's hard to drive 25 miles an hour when it says 25 miles. And, but then after, you know, after the initial, Oh, I'm so thankful that I, it wouldn't worse. I'm like, 
he was going to take me to jail? You know, like, what? Aren't there some real criminals out there? I mean, when they checked my record and saw that I hadn't gotten a ticket in 30 years, they thought, this guy needs to be locked up. You know, and I'm just like kind of flipping out like, I can't believe this. And even now, just like for my $40 ticket, I want to go. I'm going to go back down and fight it. It was only 40. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. $40. I don't think there's yeah. a, you can get a ticket in my neighborhood with you know, that's less than a hundred. Like right. it doesn't wow. matter what you're doing. If you just roll a stop sign, it's like $170 now. Wow. So anyway, for somebody who hadn't had a ticket and oh, yeah. like I said, I think I got, I think I got one when I was newly married and I pulled out and I hit a car and it was totally my fault. But to add insult to injury, they gave me a ticket at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that's the only ticket I've ever gotten. But I'm just like, yeah, I look like a harming. Don't you have some criminals to be hunting down or something? Like 5,000 illegal aliens pouring over the border every day. But you've got to go to jail, Mr. Wilson. <laughs> well, or just You're the, dangerous. You know, like in San Francisco, you can like oh, yeah. take a sledgehammer, break open the store window, and they don't do anything. Right. I don't know, but I told the guy, thank you for doing your duty. And I was, I guess that's what he does. And technically I did break the law by going over, but it, 25 is slow, <laughs> it's slow, but I couldn't have been like a happier guy doing it. You know, I was just like looking around. I think I was listening to bluegrass music. I was just enjoying the whole thing. So that's what you anyway, get. That's what you get. Um, I should have made a run for it. Uh, high speed chase. <laughs> so anyway, but that did kind of set it off, but it was a great weekend. And then uh, I thought on my way home, you know, I had an 800 mile road trip and I thought, oh man, you know, the roads will be empty because everybody will be watching the Super Bowl. That's not true. I don't know how they get like a third of the population is watching the Super Bowl. But those roads were not empty through Atlanta and through every other city. So I don't know if some of those numbers are fudged a little bit. But did you watch the Super Bowl, Scott? I did. I watched it later because I was working, but oh, I yeah. did watch it. a busy it. day. And uh, I was, you know, it was a fine game and all that. But I, I was shocked and surprised along with a lot of other people on the Internet, apparently, when Travis Kelsey shoved his senior citizen coach who's not in the best shape. I mean, Andy Reid is not, you know, not exactly uh he's not the who's the guy from the the coach for the Jets who looks like he could just put a helmet on and go out and play, you know? You're talking to me. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> and he just, I mean, he like got up in his face and was yelling at the coach and just like shoved him and almost knocked him over and I was like, "Dude, he just body checked a senior citizen." How how is he still on the team? You tried that on any team I was ever on. You'd be sitting the bench or going home. Now I looked this up. Now the re- and I heard it on the radio since then because this is this is Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Is this correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe he thinks that now that he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend, he has the liberty to do whatever he wants. But they kind of made light of it, didn't they? Yeah, they afterwards. just blew it off afterward. Well, because they won, so you know yeah. the, the Chiefs won that that team that that guy plays for Travis Kelsey, Taylor's boyfriend, played for the team that won the Super Bowl. Okay, you got all that. You're caught up. I got that. I'm caught up. <laughs> okay, um, I went to Disney World, for Disneyland, yes. and yeah, yeah, and they just blew it off. And I'm like, 
I'm just going to say it. I feel a little nervous for Taylor Swift because that kind of anger doesn't just go away because you're off the field. I mean, they coach these guys how to get enraged to want to kill the other team. And he clearly has a little trouble turning that off when he comes off the, off the sidelines, you know, and like mm. so much so that he body checked a senior citizen. I'm like, dude, if that went just a little bit differently, that guy's on the ground with a broken hip on the way to the hospital. And he's looking like an idiot. Like, you know, you've seen clips of like baseball players who get enraged and throw their bat sometimes. Right. Like, and every once in a while they hit somebody. Then they look like the dumbest guy on earth. You no longer look like you're a cool guy who's just passionate about the game. You look like right. a really big idiot. Well, now you've you've opened Pandora's hot box or whatever. Yes. Um, because you know my kid, my son Jed, he loves basketball, so he watches every morning. First thing, he checks all the highlights, you know, and and of course there are about a million YouTube channels or whatever that they play the you all the highlights. So you know, like they do a fast version of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, or they put other highlights, all LeBron James, best dunks, or all Giannis's whatever, best passes ever. And there's like, some of those are like uh, the best, not brawls or whatever, oh, or yeah. I don't know what they would call them. They, and it always makes me mad. For one, I always, every time I see some, you know, guy get in some other guy's face, I want to go, big baby, I threw you out of the game. You're making $20 million. Who cares mm-hmm. that you got knocked down you know, baby yep. <laughs> you know and you know and i but the thing that troubles me is that sometimes i think i don't want my kids to ever think that's okay yep you know i mean whether you do it to old guy or a young guy or a guy who deserves it it's not okay you know and my son he'll even say oh someone on their team oh this is a couple years ago maybe two years ago Someone on our team got a technical. And I'm like, really? Why did they get a technical? And he said, oh, they were, the guy pushed him hard and he, he just came back and he, whatever, and he got a technical. And uh, I said, what did the coach do? And he said, oh, he just whatever. And I called up the coach. I was one of those dads, <laughs> you know? And I said, hey, you know, because this is a Christian homeschool team. Yeah. I said, hey, I, I, I get it. I totally get it. I'm not faulting the kid. For losing is cool, you know, because kids do, you know, we do. Um, dads, you know, if we had a, if we had referees in our house, how often would that yellow flag go up? You know, the whistle blow and say, "Oh, unsportsmanlike, undadmanlike conduct." You know, go to your room, dad. That would happen because that's what happens in real life. But the response, and I told the coach, I said, you know. My son, he kind of just thought it was no big deal when I talked to him about it. He just thought that was part of the game. And uh, I said, you know, I'm not telling you what to do as a coach, but I would have taken the kid out for a while, maybe for the rest of the game, not because he was bad. And I would say that. I'd just say, hey, we have to learn something here, and you're going to be part of that. And the coach totally got it. He was like, he's like, yeah, you're. I should have. You're right, I should have. And, and that's really what I want for my kids. I want them to know that when they blow it, there are consequences. You get a speeding ticket if you go over the speed limit. That's one of the great things about sports is they, they say it in all the youth sports things. Like, oh, this is developing character and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, one of the things you can develop is self-discipline 
You know, like no. learning how to control your temper, even though no. it's an emotional game and you're excited about it. You would no. think that by the time you reach the professional level, that you're really good at doing that. But it seems like they just leave that by the wayside somewhere in all the the need to win and make more money at it. You've got to become nearly a psychopath, you know, drooling and, and snarling at the other team in order to beat them somehow. And it's like, you know, I'm mean, like, I've never gotten why it's acceptable in baseball, which I love, but why it's acceptable that, you know, if the pitcher throws a pitch that and hits, hits the guy or even close to the guy and the batter thinks that maybe he did that on purpose it's acceptable for him to charge the mound and start pounding the pitcher and both teams are expected to clear the benches and come running out to the mound and join in the fight. Oh. I'm like, these are grown men. In any other context, where would that be acceptable? Yeah. You know, and then same with when I saw Travis Kelsey bump Andy Reid at the Super Bowl. I'm like, try that in your office. Mm. Go up and bump your see boss and yeah. see how, you know, if you have a job at the end of the day or if you're not in jail by the end of the day, you know. I don't know. I mean, I can go on about this for all day. Like it's, I get that like it's an emotional game and they're trained to do this, but like if you can't leave it on the court, I mean, how many videos have we seen of NFL players who like, you know, knock their girlfriend across a hotel lobby because they just, you know, are so full of rage, they can't turn it off. And like, that was my thought watching that. I'm like, maybe the coach is okay with that. And apparently he was, cause he totally blew it off after they won the shiny trophy. You know, I wonder what it would have happened if they'd have lost that game, if he'd have had different right, right, thoughts right. about it. But, um, yeah. again, I'm just concerned. If I was Taylor Swift's dad, I'd have a nice chat with her and be like, honey, I know you've had some crazy boyfriends in the past, but this guy's different. He's double your size and all of it's rock-solid muscle, and he's been trained to really get enraged. You sure you want to be around that guy when he gets like that? <laughs> A song is not going to fix it this time. (laughs) An angry breakup song is not going to fix it when you've been. I know, but they all choose guys like that. I know. They they choose multiple guys like that. And maybe, you know, and that's, here's the thing. We can talk about this guy because, you know, it's easy to talk about sports guys because probably nobody listening here is a sports person. You know, no one plays professional sports. But, you know, when they're treated like gods. And yeah. given everything, you kind of learn that you can do anything you want. But what concerns me is when it trickles down to us, you know, because I know there are guys who drive that way. You know, if they get cut off, they go into this rage. And maybe that's you, Dad, you know. And and I'm not even, because I get it. We're all different. I don't do that. I just, that's just not my personality. Um, you know, I wouldn't raise by a dad who did that, but if you were, it's easy to just be that way. And so I know we fail because I get guys come up to me and say, I just, I just have an anger problem. I know that you're not alone, but you know, it's bigger than just you. It's bigger than those things. And it really is self-control and we want to teach our kids. So maybe they don't have the same struggle that, that we do, that you do. You know, that was the part that really ticked me off when when the three big stars of the Chiefs, when the coach and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes all blew that off and acted like it was no big deal. It's just, you know, them just having a good game and whatever. That's just part of it. Like you just told every kid in America 
that's okay to do that and to have an anger problem like that. Right. And you can, you can treat him that way. If you like him, that's okay. You know, if, if you down deep, you love him. Well, and you really want to tick some people off. Travis Kelsey is dating America's sweetheart. What if he wasn't? Would we still think that was okay for him to do that? Oh, well, he was going to kiss Taylor after the game, so that makes it okay. And here's another fun one. What if he wasn't white and he Mm -hmm. did that? Any football fans out there remember what happened when Antonio Brown flipped out on the sidelines? He got sent packing, and he didn't shove anybody. Mm. But, you know, I'm not here to stir up racial tension or anything. I think, but, I think you, know. you should do a whole podcast on this. Yeah. Just on, you're obviously not a Swifty. <laughs> no, actually, I like Taylor Swift. That's why I'm scared for her. I think Taylor, get out of there. Go find a nice musician again. How about this? Find some fat farmer or accountant or something that will treat you right and never shove you or anything. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> Whoa, there's our, you know, Scott, and that's my whole even though fat farmers and uh, we <laughs> blow it too, you know, we're yes. just like them. Uh, but that's where now oh, uh, that could be its own. Shit. That's where <laughs> just normal's okay. Yep. But you know, I mean, everybody, we us all aspire to be those guys. We all aspire to be the hot headed sports guy or the hot headed, what we, you know, anyway, that's yeah. it. Okay. We're, we're going to be done with that. Cause I got to leave here in just a few minutes. <laughs> um, but I just want to check up on two things, checking up on your family man, fix it or finish it February. Um, we're halfway through the, the, the month. If you got some things to take care of, you need to take care of them. Uh, again, partly because it's training for your sons, you know, as, you're showing them like the same thing about the anger, you know, you're, you're training your children so that they can train their children so that they can love their spouses. In fact, I had a, and maybe I mentioned this last week. I can't remember. I had a talk with my, one of my sons I've been working with, um, on some projects and, uh, he's super, super capable, but, but he's just been kind of grumpy with me, you know, just kind of like when I ask a question, he kind of, and I realize I kind of do that with my wife. Um, when we work on a project, I get grumpy because I don't like to be at questioned like, uh, why are you doing that? You know, and I'll just say things like, hey, uh, so we're going to do this next. And he goes like, of course, we're going to do that next, dad, you know. And so I just talked to him. I said, hey, you know, it's not been fun working together. I, I love working with you, but this hasn't been fun. And I said, I get it, you know, because I probably taught you how to do this. But it concerns me for your future wife one day when she's going to want to hang wallpaper I said, I don't want you to treat her like I've treated your mom all these years, like a nuisance or like you're just, what a dumb question. I said, and I've just kind of realized I have done that, but I want to give you a head start, you know? And so it is teaching, you know, the, the way we behave now is bigger than just us. So that's my first thing. My second thing was an observation. Um, while I was driving down to Georgia, before I got my ticket, I pulled into McDonald's, went up to the counter to order something. And I was waiting for my, my McChicken and my drink. And, uh, there was a dad who came in, he looked like a good dad. And he had two kids, a boy and a girl. They were probably like seven and five, one on either side of him. He was paying and, and he was rubbing the boy's head. So he seemed like an engaged dad. But what struck me is that both kids 
had a big iPad sitting up. They were holding it like they were, you know, watching it. And it was, they were both sitting on the, it was, each one had it sitting on the counter. They were both playing a game. And the dad seemed like an engaged dad again. But I, I just, it bothered me a little bit. Not because I thought he was a terrible dad or that iPads are evil, but I thought, have we really gotten to a place where, again, training our children that they have to fill up every available moment playing something or watching something, you know, because those kids grow up and then they're going to have kids and they're not going to be able to sit down for two seconds without flipping through the phone and see what's on YouTube, memes, all that stuff. And I just think, you know, what we do is so huge. And so it's okay for a dad to say, no, you can't bring your iPads in here right now. Or it's okay. We're driving just to, you know, the store. You're not going to play your iPads. You know, you don't need those. You can just sit there. And I know that even when my kids were really little, they would come into our room at, in the morning and they would say, hey, mom, can I look at pictures on your phone? First thing. And Debbie would say, yeah, sure. And I'd say, no, they can't. And she'd say, why? There's nothing bad about it. And I said, yeah, there's nothing bad about it. But we're training them to fill in all the moments with something. And I just think, again, maybe that's the theme of the show that what we do is bigger than just right now. You know, it's bigger than just a Super Bowl game. It's bigger than, you know, just fixing it for ourselves. And so our wives get off our backs, you know. We're training our children so that they can be future dads someday or future moms. So, hey, I got to go. I've got an oil change scheduled in a half an hour, and I've got to go take the car there. They're having their sale. So I'm going to take advantage of that. If you got some oil that needs to be changed, take care of it. I know your wife will feel cared for. And uh, if you got some other things to fix or, you know, maybe you're just discouraged in your marriage and you need to be reminded again that you're staying married. Is it hard? Yes. Are you alone? No. Do all that stuff because you did that. And that's our show for this week, Dad. Thanks for joining us for the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Hold on. Scott, you, okay. got, you got to pause. Yeah. What? No? Yeah, he said everything seemed okay. <clears throat> Sorry. No problem. Okay, we're going. I, we interrupted. Go ahead. Uh, what was this? Pause. Name? I got to remember what I was saying now. I was so excited about whatever was going on at your house. <laughs> I'll let my wife know if she ruined your groove. No, 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 no. She's allowed to do that. She You're right, she is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um.